Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey, where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. What if I told you that a lot of the pain and difficulty and adversity you're experiencing is simply God aligning your now so you can be prepared for your tomorrow? Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get On Course. What's going on, family? It's your man, Gerard Bonner of Bonner Five Radio, and this is On Course with Hart Ramsey. We call these sessions Heart to Heart. It's your opportunity to hear from the heart of God by way of the man of God, and we do that through great conversations with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Pastor Hart, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, Gerard. How are you doing? I am well. So we are nearing the one-year anniversary of Donald Trump as president. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you know, we're, we're almost at the one year anniversary of this podcast and a lot of time has been dedicated to Donald Trump for a number of reasons. I want to start with what may seem to be a simple question, but I, I feel like there could be layers to this. Here's my question. Based on your expectation a year ago, coming into a Donald Trump presidency, has this uh, exceeded your expectations? Has it met your expectations? Or has it come under your expectations? It's come under. Uh, I'll, I'll say this, and this is this is important. Uh, in fairness, um, I see why evangelicals are drawn into supporting him. The benefit for for Christians who don't trust God is that he has given a reprieve to the church. When the Democrats were in office, uh, I don't know if you remember, um, there, there was a mayor in one city, I think it may have been Houston, who were actually asking a pastor for his notes. I remember he, that. Because he preached against homosexuality. So so what, what is happening is this, what, what, what is expected um, to me is that when the Democrats went office, they kind of uh, stuck it to the Republicans. And now the Republicans in office, they kind of returned the favor. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I'm not speaking um, in terms of, of, of his general political platform. I'm speaking about him as a person in the office. Mm-hmm. I've never seen such immaturity, such arrogance, um, such... Um, <laughs> ineffectiveness, such inadequacy. I could go down the list of, of just the, of the way he's not presidential. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but what I didn't expect was him to be as blatantly outspoken. And, and, and I think the part that got me the most, the number one defect I will see, I will say about his presidency is, is the way he lies. Mm. Now, now, I, I don't care, you know, and, and, and you know, if, if someone is a Trump supporter and they listen to this, they're probably going to shut us off right now. But I'm not I'm not just trying to bash, bash him. I'm just speaking in general. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. One of the things I do as a, as a leader, the Bible, this is, this is a scripture in Proverbs that talk about it. It says in the multitude of words, they ceases, uh, they wanted not sin. I think it, it says that if you keep talking a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Invariably, you're going to say the wrong thing. You may, you may, may give the uh, wrong facts or whatever. So, as a person who's always up before people speaking, I kind of do um, um, assessments of what I say. Okay. 
And what I try to do is, uh, and you probably have heard me do this, I, I will come back a week after I preach and say, okay, I said this on last week, and it was not exactly uh, accurate. I want to make a correction. Yes. And that's important to me because because your integrity has a lot to do with whether or not you're believable. Right. But with him, the thing that bothers me is is he does not have respect for facts. He does not respect truth. And and I, I said I said this to a lot of my evangel- evangelical friends. I said to them, "Let's listen. If your pastor, no, forget your pastor. If your child lied, mm-hmm. this president is lying. You be you." Turn your plate over and fast and pray in, in sackcloth and ashes. You you would not tolerate it. If your pastor lied like that, you will y'all will get together and fire him, or you will leave the church. That's right. It's, it's, it's just I, I think I don't mind what you what you're into, what you do, but man, stick to it, stick with it, and tell the truth about it. Don't be he lies so much, and and what's insulting to me is when you will do something blatantly, you'll say something, it's on record. It, the, the, there's a video of you saying or doing, and then you'll turn around and tell me fake news. Right, right. <laughs> now, now I feel insulted. I, I, I have a problem. <laughs> it, it, is, it is laughable, and I, I, I do laugh even because of someone with, with your vast vocabulary <laughs> Stretching for words to, to describe. describe. <laughs> you know, I, I can't. There are words you could use, but then you, you start boring on, on, you know, you start using words that are not appropriate. But I'll be, right. asinine is a word that, that I, I, I kind of uh, use quite a bit. He, 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 that, I'll tell you something about him, though, on, on another tip. is As, as I was, as I was uh, praying for him, and I, I have to pray for him for my mm. own good. Yeah. We don't realize that when the Bible says pray for leaders, it's for our own good. And as I was praying from the Lord keeps reiterating to me that this man, as much as some believers say he's a baby Christian, the Lord calls him unregenerate. Mm. Unregenerate. That means he's not safe. And I'm going to tell you, all the evidence you need is when he said, I've never asked God to forgive me for anything because I don't. there's nothing I need forgiving for. Right. The, a statement like that is not made just in pride. It's it's made in blindness. He cannot see. Right. You see, and so and so, and then what's what's a, a disservice to him is the people who are around him, quote unquote, spiritual advisors, who are making excuses. They they're using the Bible to make excuses for him uh, because they're benefiting from his presidency because um, he's passing uh, some of the agenda that they were um, for. Mm-hmm. And and so I don't care. I mean, my thing is I don't care who's sitting in office. Give me a man of integrity. Right. I, I prefer for, for a person to be honestly wrong. Like, like in some situations, I felt Barack Obama did some things. Uh, he, he passed some some agendas to me that were against the Lord. Mm-hmm. But he was he was he did it he did it in the integrity of his heart. Sure. Um, just like King Abimelech, he told the Lord when the Lord said to him, "If you had touched Sarah, I would have killed you." And, and, and Abimelech said, "Man, I thought it was his wife. I did it in the integrity of my heart." Right. And, and the Lord agreed with him. You can be you can be wrong, but but it, you can be wrong, but do it in integrity. And God prefers that. God will prefer for you to be to be um, integrous and wrong, than than to be hi- hypocritical, doing the right things. Right. Right. 
No, I, I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. And in thinking of this last year of Donald Trump's presidency, you know, we can look at so many incidents that have happened that have just been unlike any other president we have seen. And I found myself, you know, saying just when you don't think it can get any worse <laughs> comes this report where uh, Trump apparently was in a meeting um, about, I don't know if it was about immigration, but I think it was about immigration. And they yeah. spoke about uh, the nations of Haiti and other African nations. And uh, the language that he used is language that we generally don't use on this podcast. Um, and in fact, most <laughs> news places don't use that language, but they made a decision to use the language to really showcase uh, where Donald Trump was in all of this. Now, yeah. there are folks who are denying that it happened. There are other eyewitnesses that are doubling down and saying, no, it absolutely happened. Remembering word for word what happened. Um, what What are your thoughts about the president and his comments about the nations of Haiti, nations from Africa, and then his counter uh, comment that we should be accepting of more folks from countries like Norway and the yeah. like. What, what do we do with this? Well, the first thing we have to do is realize that that this is the smoking gun of his racism. Mm -hmm. He's a racist. Yeah. The different, the main difference between Haitians, Africans, and Norwegians is color of skin. That's it. It's racism. And, and and listen, man, listen. Why we stop? Why we? I, I even hate to talk about it anymore. When when, when people start saying, when people come on my page talking about, um, what is what did he ever say that made you think he's a racist? I don't even respond anymore. I just block him. <laughs> yeah. Because I because you know what? I'm gonna be honest with you, man. It, it, we come to the, the Lord does not require us to waste time with fools. This is true. And and it comes down to this, man. You know, first of all, I want to say I want to go on record in saying this, man. Haiti is a Caribbean nation. Mm -hmm. I am from the Caribbean. Wow. Let me talk to you quickly about the, uh, my father and mother were born in a nation that the, the official name is Saint Christopher. The the, the common name is Saint Kitts. Mm -hmm. When I when I was a teenager, um, uh, a, a young musician, um, there there was a, a very popular band in Saint Thomas that that. Uh, needed a keyboard player to make a, a to do a tour, okay. and I was I remember I was like sixteen or seventeen years old, and I was I, I was a professional musician, and so when they, I had to miss a week of school to go do this, but um, I was basically living on my own, so I said okay, cool, and so I went with this band, and they, they, one of the stops that they made was to this nation I was born in, Saint Kitts, and Gerard, I'd never seen such poverty. Mm. Can I put it in perspective for you, please? Do you, do you know this nation, what, what people miss about these Caribbean nation, these Caribbean nations is that these people, those black people that are there are not natives. The Carib Indians are the, are, are the, um, the, the, um, the native peoples of those islands, mm. the Carib Indians. Now get this now, the way black people got there is was through the slave trade. Right. Right. It was so so uh, the transatlantic uh, slave trade, and so and so when when uh, and the big thing was that they were they were growing sugar cane and different things in the state. It was cotton, but there it was it was sugar cane for the for the sugar industry. Mm -hmm. But when the sugar gin was um was invented, 
um, there was no need to have the slaves doing any more processing sugar anymore. So they, these slaves were actually left on those islands to die, man. Wow. And the Lord is the one that spared them. The Lord, the Lord saved them. So I want to share this. That their poverty is the result of being abandoned there with little knowledge and little resources. Wow. And let me tell you about Haiti. Haiti is the only nation in the world that was established by by um an up uh, by slaves that that won in an uprising. Oh wow. Did you know that? I didn't know that. They the Haiti is the only nation in the world whose constitution bans racism and slavery. Wow. The only nation in the world racism is banned in Haiti. And what what happened was because they won the uprising and became a nation, the white nations of the world basically are making them pay for their uprising. Mm. They don't want them to be a model of, of, of slaves rising up, black people rising up and succeeding. So that so what you see of Haiti today is the result of them rebelling against a system that enslaved them. Wow. And, and see, we don't know history. We don't understand the history. And so this is what you need to understand. Um, um, they are poor by design. Wow. They're wow. poor by design. And yes, they're poor. But I'm going to tell you something right now. I took extreme offense at President Trump calling them that word. And then I'm going to tell you what add insult to injury is that these republic, some of these Republican people who are in the room and heard him lie mm-hmm. are now saying he didn't lie. Now, but they're Christians. Mm. So let's put it in perspective. So you, t- they're, they're basically saying they're having to lie. They're having to tell a lie to help God's cause. I want nothing to do with them. No, I'm, I'm, I, I want to go on record and say this, man. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I listen, I, I'm like every other person. When the Lord met me, when the Lord found me, um, I, I was broken. I was, I was I'm in sin. Um, I'm in the sanctification process. I pastor people. I take it seriously. Um, sin is destructive. Um, my, my heart and my life is to live for the Lord. Yeah. I'm going to tell you this right now. Man, there's certain, the Bible says that when people, when believers, this is, I believe, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, when believers are intent on living in sin, the Bible says don't even eat with them. Right. And I'm not, man. I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't own, I don't claim them as brothers in the Lord. Mm. It, it, this is wickedness before Almighty God. The, um, 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 to be intent on making people feel like second-class citizens, to, to just to to ver- verify and establish whatever you think you're doing, or uh, uh, whatever whatever um rise you get from that. Um, it's wickedness before the Lord. It's called oppression, mm-hmm. and 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 um. While while Sodom and Gomorrah, yes, they were destroyed for for the uh, um, immorality. The the Lord said that it was oppression of the poor mm. that co- that caused Sodom and Gomorrah to be destroyed. It, it, this is it's so amazing to me uh, again just to see how. All of these things are happening, how they are playing out, and again, how the president just somehow, I don't know, he can say these things, he can deny them, it it, it becomes really, really quite crazy. So, considering we have this, well, it's not even a picture, it is a, a portrait of this president with all of these crazy things happening with all of the negative things that he's saying with all the people groups that he's offending. Uh, and then a couple of weeks ago, 
during the Golden Globe Awards, Oprah Winfrey uh, lays out this speech that is just incredible. Mm. And all of a sudden, everyone says Oprah 2020. (laughs) (laughs) They talked to Stedman. Stedman said if the people want it, she would do it. What, what, What do we make of... Well, let, let me ask your opinion, and I know it's still early. We got about two years before the next presidential election, but can you see Oprah Winfrey running? Is this a good thing or a bad thing? Well, it depends. You know, Oprah years ago had made a statement. Oprah said that what she couldn't do, I don't know if you remember this interview she did, mm-hmm. but she said what was difficult for her was was actually um, having to do the hobnobbing and the small talk and the requirements that, that the president would have to go through. I think it, it, um, being president is more than just um, ag- um, policy and, and agenda or, yeah. or political agenda. It's about it's about are you are you cut out for it? Right. And, and I think she's a great success, mm-hmm. but I don't know that she's that she's um, cut out for that in terms of like. Having to deal with the, the the craziness, like I think Oprah will cuss out some some senators and, and representatives. You know what I'm right. saying? There's a certain amount of of, uh, of craziness. I, I'm really surprised and actually impressed that Barack Obama, in eight years of governance, never went off. It's amazing. It's amazing. I I, I mean, he and it's, it wasn't for lack of opportunity, man. There were right. times that they, they were. I would have went slap off a lot of times. Mm-hmm. I, this is what I believe. I, I believe that what, what will be a disservice to Oprah if she did win as president. I think I really think she's popular enough. I think she's level-headed enough. I know one thing: she would be twice, three times, ten times, a hundred times as, as good as what this guy is doing in office. Absolutely. But I think what will be her, her setback is there are times in the governance of a nation where a president has to has to have a base. He has not a, I'm not talking about a people base. I'm talking about a foundation in his own soul mm-hmm. where he where he goes to God. There were times where um, several of the presidents said that they had to pray. They had to literally go and, and talk to God about making decisions that, that either way they slice it, people are going to die. Mm-hmm. Something like, how do we go to war for a righteous cause knowing that thousands will die? You see right. what I'm saying? Right. And, and I think that I think what, what will happen with Oprah is, is that, she, um, I mean, I've heard different things about what she believes. I'm not, I'm not sure and I don't know, mm-hmm. but I believe that that she would have to kind of come to terms with what, with what she really and truly believes. She can't, right. It can't just be, um, I believe, she can't have an ecumenical mindset, meaning mm-hmm. uh, I believe all gods are God. Right. She will have to come to a place where she's going to have to say um, um, Jehovah is God, his son is Jesus. I believe she's going to have to come to terms with solidifying her position as a Christian or not. Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Let's go! Have you subscribed to Hart Ramsey's Uplift? It's his national text message service where daily you get to hear from the heart of God through the man of God, Hart Ramsey. To subscribe, simply text the word Uplift to the number 46786. Once again, text the word Uplift to the number 46786 and daily you'll receive a text message designed to uplift your spirit, encourage your heart, and empower your walk. Subscribe today to Heart Ramsey's Uplift. Amen. Pick up the new release from Stellar Award nominees Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story featuring the lead single It Is So. It is so. It is so. Oh. 
pick up the chart-topping release from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story, in stores now and available at all digital outlets. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. And and I think it will be interesting to watch uh, if she does it. I'm still on the fence with whether or not she should. Uh, and I think part of that is, you know, the idea of anybody running is better than, than Trump right now. But the challenge of that is it's, it's almost like grading on a curve, you right. know. So it's like, yeah, she'd be better than Trump, but that doesn't make you presidential. Um, you know, now certainly she has shown us uh, an understanding of people. She's right. shown us an understanding of running, you know, certainly a business from the ground up. Uh, and in doing that, really caring for people, putting out great content, et cetera, et right. cetera. Um, could she relate to the people of the world? I'm certain she could. Um, yes. You know, I, I think those kinds of things would, would be easy for her. Right. I wonder what challenges she would have as an African-American woman in that she'd position. Be, she'd be discriminated against greatly. Oh, yes. yes oh, yes. She, you, you know, um, um, and, you, and you pointed out a, a lot of good things. Oprah, to me, will, her diplomacy will be off the charts. It would be. It because be. she, because she, as a as a um, as a journalist and as a media mogul, she learned to respect people, yes. but she also learned to ask the hard questions and tell the truth. Right, right. Um, I, I want to do something real quickly, Gerard. Just um, not change the subject, but but for those who are listening and they say, um, Pastor, where you get that scripture from? That's talking about um, Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed for homosexuality. I want to read Ezekiel sixteen and forty nine. Okay. I, I feel I feel a need to do this. Okay. Here's what the Lord says. As a matter of fact, it starts in verse 48. The Lord says, as, as surely as I live, says the sovereign Lord, Sodom and her daughters were never as wicked as you and your daughters, talking to Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And in verse 49, here's what he said. Sodom's sins were pride, gluttony, mm. and laziness, while the poor and needy suffered outside of her door. Wow. She was She was proud. And committed detestable sins, verse 50 says, so I wiped her out as you have seen. Mm. That's what the Bible says in Ezekiel 16, verses 48 through 50. It wasn't just, and here's the crazy part. People say, uh, if we let, uh, this, this uh, homosexuality will be the destruction of this nation. And listen, and, and, and I believe homosexuality is a sin. Mm-hmm. But now... We, 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 if we're going to speak, you know, people say it's an abomination unto the Lord, but the Bible also says that these things are abomination. Pride, gluttony, gluttony, laziness, um, oppression of the poor, ignoring mm. the poor that's needed to suffer outside of your doors. That is, that is an abomination to the Lord as well. So we can't, if we're going to take a half, this is six, um, what it says, six of one and half a dozen of the other. Right. It's the same thing. We can't, we can't point the finger. It's time for us to, to really understand the truth of Scripture and stop using the part we, we, um, we, we're uh, big on to club people over the head. Mm-hmm. With mm-hmm. that, we, we go back to the, con- the uh, conversation about Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but I think that's a, a, that's a really good point, though, because, and, and I think it's a point that many Christians have been guilty of for many years, you know, picking the part of the Bible that they like and that works for them in the moment, and ignoring the part that they feel doesn't. Um, right. But I think that that's important uh, be, be, because as we're going into the, as we're into this new year, you know, I, I'm curious, and, and since we're here, do you foresee the church actually growing? 
and, and this is what I mean by that. You know, I feel like for years we've been fighting the same battles. We've been having the same arguments. Yeah. You know, different people just pick up the mantle. Yeah. Um, will we actually have a year where we can say, man, the church doesn't do that anymore, and we're really glad? I believe this, this year is going to be the beginning of the church coming to terms with the fact that she's being persecuted in the West. Mm. And, and I believe, yes, we're going to grow by necessity. Wow. I, I think I think we're going to see a beginning of, of the racial divide in the, in the church beginning to heal because of the fact that we're going to need each other. Yeah. Um, um, this is real. This Listen, um, there's nothing like the uh, uh, cannibalization of an entity where, where it turns on itself. But there are people there. There's a, a, a um, an extreme wing of, of the quote unquote Christian church in the West that that is as, as deeply racist as it is Christian. Mm. And so and so and you those two can't exist together. The spirit of God is not going to um, he's not going to give you a pass for that. Right. Um, the, the Bible says that the, the, the identifying mark, the birthmark of the church is love. Mm-hmm. And so and so um, I believe what we're going to see is um. Like I, I, in our church this year, I gotta say, in our church, I've noticed uh, we we're getting more white visitors. Yeah, we're getting more white visitors, and it's and it's going to increase because, um, because you know the the the, the um the pattern was an integrated church is is uh, a church with white leadership and a mixed congregation. Right. They call it integrated, but watch this now. But the leader is black, and there is a mixed congregation. It's still considered a black church. That's what they say. It's, it's, it's just white people going to a black church. That's going to change. We're going to see that change. We're going to see also change. Our definitions are going to change. Mm. Because because we can't continue to, to call, like, for example, you know the Bible lists at least 12 different abominations? 12? Oh, okay. At least. Okay. Because the definition of abomination is, is anything that is what God says is utterly, utterly detestable in his sight. Right. Anything, anything that causes us to, to, um, to squander our access to God. It, it makes it where I'm uncomfortable in God's presence because, uh, uh, because the thing I'm doing is blatantly offensive to him. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the Bible says one of the first scriptures my father taught me was lying lips are an abomination unto the Lord. Yes. In Proverbs chapter 16, um, Verse sixteen, uh, verses uh, was uh, Proverbs six, verse sixteen through nineteen. It lists seven abominations. Right. It, it says haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that, that um um kill the innocent, a heart that plots evil, uh, feet that race to do wrong, um false witnesses, people who um like for example being in the office with President Trump when he used that word to describe these two nations and coming out and say he didn't say it, you now you're a false witness. That's an abomination to the Lord. Right. It's a person who sows discord between family, call, um 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 tail bearing and, and sharing secrets and causing people not to like each other is an abomination unto, unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. So and you go down the list that you go all through scripture, Isaiah 66 lists abominations. Yeah. And so, so um, we got to be careful. Um, um, what's going to happen in in, our, in this year? I believe we're going to see a lot of redefinition, a lot of uh, us coming to terms with, with, for example, um, the, what, what the benefit of salvation. How what how do we benefit from Jesus dying? We're going to have to boil down our doctrine so that when we present, when the church presents the the doctrine of Christ, the gospel evangelistically, um, the people that hear the gospel won't hear this gospel over here and that gospel over there. It'll be one gospel. Right. 
This is going to be the year we're going to begin to see things like that be streamlined. And I believe it's going to be all, all this will happen under the auspices of persecution. Persecution is going to drive us um, to, to realness. Yeah, I'm digesting that because, again, you know, a lot of people want to hear I'm getting a house, I'm getting a car. And, yeah. and the idea of persecution doesn't necessarily sound... Um, all that warm and inviting. Uh, but the reality of it is there, there has to be something that brings us back together. And usually it is persecution and challenge of that nature that really bonds and unites us. So that's going to be interesting to watch. It's going to be very interesting to watch. So with that said, how can, since you mentioned that, how can people who are listening Prepare to be useful for that particular moment um, when persecution should come, when challenge should come that shakes the foundation of what we know as a church world. How can people now begin preparing to be useful in, in that moment? That's a good question, Gerard. You know, normally you, don't, you never stump me with questions, but this is a good one. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it, it, it really depends on where, where you're starting from. Okay, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like a relay race. If, if, if um, my race is determined by by at the point in the race where I get the baton, right? Um, and I, and I, this is what I would say. I think it, it, well, this is a good thing to say. Your Christianity, your relationship with the Lord, has got to become your responsibility. Oh, that's good. I'm gonna say this. This is important. Do you know there's no provision in Scripture really for, for what I call personal Christianity? Christianity is something that happens in community. In other words, in other words, you can't be the church. People say, I'm, I'm the church by myself, but it doesn't work like that. Right. We all, the, the, all of us make up the temple of Christ. We, individually, we're temples. We're, li- we're living stones. But the Bible says, but we've been placed into the whole building to be built up as a habitation for the Lord. And so what I would say is that, is that you make sure that, that your connection to your local church doesn't, doesn't um, diminish its standing. Mm. In other words, in other words, uh, I'm not I'm not just I'm not just connected to a body of believers, but I'm a drain on it on it uh, spiritually, emotionally, right. mentally. In other words, I, I'm I'm there, but I'm there because I have a relationship with the Lord. I've received the Lord myself, and I'm 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 growing. And 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 watch. And if I'm I'm, I'm connected to a leader who has legitimacy, then right. I let him lead. I let her lead. Right. You see what I'm saying? Um. And 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 and. And, and pray for my leaders so that I can be so our church can have a, a part of the answer moving forward. Because because what's going to happen? This, this is going to happen is that is that every church is going to have decisions it's going to have to make. Right. Every I believe that that as a church begins to um to grow in its effectiveness, the the, the initial um in, of the initiation into that is going to be suffering loss. Mm. Okay. And what does it mean to be to suffer loss? I'm talking about, like, for example, it's time for us to clean up this doctrine. Yeah. Of telling people, um, giving people incentive to come to church because of, of the blessings. Right. Uh, because 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 um, it's not responsibility anymore. It's it's on uh, what you can get out of it. And and if people are paying attention, a lot of stuff that's being promised ain't being ain't being delivered. Right. You, I mean, how long are we going to be sold a bill of goods? We didn't get saved to get stuff. Right. We got, we got saved because we accepted the gospel that Jesus came and died for. We were sinners on our way to hell. That's right. And the Lord came. He took our place on the cross. He died for our sins. He gave us the right 
to, to, um, to be counted um, worthy of, of, of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And that's where it begins. And then from there, we have to go back. We have to make the main thing the main thing again. I think that's where it begins. Making yes. the main thing the main thing. Being the kind of believers that people believe. <laughs> that's right. You know, or, 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 or for example, and then it, that, that would say, then it goes back to something I said in the, in the previous podcast, mm-hmm. is, is that I yes have to be yes and I no have to be no. That's right. Uh, and and uh, or we can't. It can't be just for what I get out of it. The pleasure that I will get. There's so much. That's that's a loaded question, Gerardo. <laughs> that's nice and loaded. Yeah, it, it, I think it's an important question though, because uh, again, the the time has to be out for us to do this just to do it. You right. know, I mean, you know, what's the point of of going to church and and denying ourselves and, you know, trying to live a morally pure life yeah. if if it doesn't mean something? Right. You know, if it doesn't have an impact, if there's no power connected to it, if it's just something to do and if it's just a box to check off, then it's it's pointless. You know, right. th- there has particularly when we get to these moments where persecution and challenge are coming you know there has to be something that lasts longer than spin around three times and get a house right you know or, or, or praise break or measuring the presence of god by praise break oh you know my gosh. I, I'm, I'm gonna say this you know on um, churchiness notwithstanding um um the, the, of course the, the, there's a joy of the lord that comes upon the church about says there's a, a river that makes glad the city of god and we get that but this is the this, this is important i think we should take a look at we can't forget that this world, this present world, has an expiration date. Yes, it does. What's more personal, Gerard, is that we each have an expiration date where, where we are not going to be here. The, the, Jesus said, um, we, need, we need to work while it's day because night cometh when no man could work. Right. Uh, uh, we, uh, we're not going to be in the earth indefinitely. That's right. And I think, I think as believers, we need to go back to, to okay, why, why did why are we say, why did we receive Christ? And, 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 and we need to get back to, I think for all of us, from the pulpit to the parking lot, we got we to get back to, um, I received Jesus Christ because. I mean, for some people, it was just straight up fire insurance. They didn't want to go to hell. And right. nobody wants to go to hell. And I think every, a part of every, every person's um, um, resume should be, um, uh, I serve the Lord because heaven is better than hell. I think it should be a part of everybody's resume. But it shouldn't, it should not, it, I think there's more promised. Um, th- there's, and we should not focus, the church should, not, should again focus on the fact that the Bible says that we're not citizens of this world. We're citizens of heaven. And we need to go back to telling people and, and, and making the incentive for being saved serving the Lord and, and, and um, having hope in our death. When we die or the, or the Lord um, um, comes back, we, we get to be a part of the rapture. If he tarries his coming, then, then we are part of the first resurrection and not, not the second resurrection that, that leads to eternal death. Right. These, are, these are doctrines of Scripture. These are solid doctrines of Scripture that we need to continue to teach and, and, and live by. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's so necessary, and I think I want to pick up that aspect of our conversation the next time. So you guys have to tune in because things are about to get super, super, super good. We want to hear your thoughts on today's episode of On Course with Heart Ramsey. So hit us up by way of social media and let us know. Use the hashtags Heart to Heart and or On Course, either one. So Heart to Heart H A R T the number two H E A R T or On Course. Use those hashtags, share your thoughts, and uh, certainly we'll be checking and looking out for them. And we may even read some of them on a future episode of this podcast. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Be sure to rate 
download and subscribe to the podcast on as well on iTunes and on Google Play. And join us next time as we get on course with Heart Ramsey.